so because when so with informal learning your child isn't learning something to make sure to get a good grade to pass a certain you know there's a place for that as well right but there's not the pressure of i've got to perform this way to get a good grade so that's a great way to to foster a love of learning okay and the other thing is also that you know you end up just having great discussions with your child you end up just and you end conversation fosters connection as well right this is the m squared podcast featuring author miranda mathis you will hear tips tricks and inspiration that will help you raise and educate little ones who are happy safe and kind enjoy the show Hello, hello. I'm producer Sarah, and I'm back here with the fabulous author, Miranda Mathis. And we're looking forward to hearing from a special guest today who has a really good grasp on informal learning and how it can be used to spark creativity, encourage connections, to form and embrace interesting new learning opportunities. Um, So today we have Linda Acqui. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) It's a pleasure to join you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you share, can you give us just a quick intro of who you are and what you do? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Linda Quay, I am a home educator. I homeschool my only child. And uh, prior to that, I had a 10-year career in corporate America, working as a project manager for an environmental consulting firm. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So can you just touch a little bit about mm-hmm informal learning yes give us a little bit about that and also how it is can be described as far as in your home Mm -hmm. tell us about it all right and then and how we do it in my home okay so uh when i think of the word you know informal i think of words like uh casual natural laid back relaxed so we know that education goes beyond the textbook it goes beyond planned curriculum and it goes beyond um, the classroom so when i think of informal learning i think about learning opportunities that occur in everyday life that go beyond what's already planned in an academic setting so um so what we want to do is be able to recognize those opportunities when they present ourselves to us and take advantage of those opportunities to be able to make learning fun and um so in our home um the way it happens is it happens through again at like I mentioned earlier, I homeschool my child. So I do have a bit more flexibility in terms of how I schedule the day. But even if you're not a homeschooling parent, there are ways to do this. So in my home, the way it happens is, uh, let's say that I'm going through a planned lesson with my child, like a math lesson. And then in the middle of the lesson, she's, you know, a question comes up. Um, I don't mind pausing the lesson, right? And answering that question and seeing what other discussion sparks and then coming back to the lesson, being open to that, right? And then it also happens through just discussing things that we read together, shows that we watch. And it also happens when we are, say, on a field trip to a museum, right? It happens even when we're just taking a walk outside and then we talk about things that we see and things like that. And it also um, happens with uh, us playing games at home and, um, also with me committing to answering my child's questions in an honest way and as age appropriately as possible. I remember as a kid, when I asked adults questions, I couldn't always tell what the right answer was, but I could, you know, you could always tell sometimes that there's an explanation here that seems off, right? And so I committed to not just giving my child standard answers such as you're too young to know this, 
you know, because I said so. So committing to trying to actually answer your child's questions, that also helps. And also something else I would do in my home is we have a notebook where I jot down uh, all the questions that my child comes up with. And those are questions that I do not get to because I get asked what feels like a thousand questions a day, right? So we have a notebook where we jot down questions that I haven't gone to that day, whether it be, you know, maybe that day I was at the end of my um, patients that day, and I was like, you know what, mommy can answer this question now, but let's write it in our notebook. So we write those questions down and then we pick a time. Oh, there are times when I write a question down because I don't know the answer or because I have an answer, but I feel like I need to check my own bias first before I, you know, present the answer. So we have a notebook where we just jot down all the questions. And once a week or once every two weeks, we'll open the book and we pick up a question and then we just look it up. And then it sparks other discussions. So those are some of the ways wow. in which it happens in our household. Yeah. I love that <laughs> answer. I mean, that, you know, you said something about when it's informal learning, it's natural. Mm-hmm. It's something that may be unexpected. So with that, tell me where there was an instance mm-hmm. where um, the child asked or did something unexpected, mm-hmm. but you had to either write it down and come back to mm-hmm. it and share with us how you, what was your answer? What, what, what did you come up right. with? Um, Cause I'm sure that happens to a lot of moms. Yes, and kid, so yeah. share your, share with us your experience. Mm-hmm. Kids keep us on our toes. I'll, I'll tell you that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have actually a few examples. So um, we were doing a math lesson, right? And I was teaching my child um, about U.S. currency. And then, of course, over time, she got to notice that there are faces on the dollar bills, right, and on the coins. And um, so we started talking about who those people are and that they are usually um, people in a leadership position. And then so she asked one day, um, are there only um, men on our money? And I said, uh, yeah, pretty much usually men. And then she asked, but why is that? Why is it only men on our money, right? And then, of course, when she found out that most of the men are presidents or founding fathers, she said, well, have we never had a woman president and why? So we paused the math lesson and then we went on to talk about um, power dynamics and gender dynamics in society. And I explained how um, us grownups haven't always done a good job at sharing power and resources in this world. And some of the results of that have shown up in gender disparity in leadership roles um, across the world and how things have changed. Things have improved, but there's still a lot of work to be done. So we paused the math lesson and we talked about that. And then wow. we came back to the math lesson. And another example, if I can give another example. <laughs> so we were, um, we were just taking a walk outside in our neighborhood. And then we walked by a tree that had brown and beige bark right together. And she said, mommy, there are people who have this skin color. I said, you're right. It's a skin condition called vitiligo. And we went on to talk about it. And then I, I took the, that opportunity to um, mention how it's not a skin condition that is um, that you can catch, right? Because sometimes, because mm-hmm. I wanted to plant the seed that, you know, when you see someone who presents themselves physically in a different way than most people you know sometimes in society we can tend to treat them like a pariah and so in case she meets someone who has vitiligo she doesn't need to be scared or worried about like is this something I can catch so we so I kind of planted that seed so we got to have a discussion about that and I got about the medical you know 
condition and then talking about, you know, how to treat someone like that in society. They're just a regular person. They just have a skin condition and that's all, oh, that's all that is. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. That's, that's an awesome answer. Yeah. I really agree yeah. with that. I do have another, so, I just thought of another example, if you guys don't mind. Oh yeah, go for yeah, it. Okay. So the other <laughs> example was we were we have a we have a, lots of books at home, of course, and so we have a, a book that that talks about all the country flags of the world and 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 mm. and why they're designed the way they are and things like that and what the colors mean and what the symbols mean. So she was just she likes you know browsing the book and then she discovered that the flag of England also shows up in the flag of mm-hmm other countries right like australia has you know the flag of england in it um and um no the flag of the uk i think because uk and england are different so she asked why is it that this flag shows up in other flags so we had another age-appropriate discussion about what colonialism is Mm -hmm. and then how people then go you know how you know there's been historically a fight over you know, nations, you know, fighting over land and wanting to take over land and expand. And then later on, people then fight for their freedom. And then they have made the decision to sometimes recognize parts of their colonial past. So we got to talk about that. So, and it was just perusing a book. And then we talked about that. I I love that because Mm -hmm. sometimes when there's a difficult question from a child, the parent tend to shy away from Mm -hmm. it. But you should because they're going to find that answer from someone. Yes. But the person that can answer them is the parent. That's right. So that was wonderful. <laughs> that, you know, even you, 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 you gave a great example when you said, if I don't have an answer, I write it down, but I always get back right. to it. And that's important. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Yes. So do you find informal learning important? And if so, why? Yes. So, you know, so I, the reason why I think it's crucial is because, um, so our kids are gonna get academic learning in school, right? Whether you're homeschooling or your child is in, you know, a school institution, they're gonna get the academic learning, right? But uh, the thing with inform uh, with informal learning is that it happens in a more relaxed, child-led way, right? And so, because it's more relaxed and it's more child-led, if it, it's a great opportunity to foster the love of learning. So because when, mm-hmm. so with informal learning, your child isn't learning something to make sure to get a good grade, to pass a certain, you know, there's a place for that as well, right? But there's not the pressure of, I've got to perform this way to get a good grade. So that's a great way to, to foster a love of learning, okay? And the other thing is also that, you know, you end up just having great discussions with your child. You end up just, and you end conversation fosters connection as well. Right. So uh, and then the other thing is also and I think Miranda, you'll relate to this one because um, it's a great opportunity to introduce subjects that may be taboo or subjects that are just hard to cover. And I know that with your background in uh, criminology, right, and in law enforcement and you have sort of a love for like, you know, kids knowing about safety, self-awareness and things like that, like it's a great way to introduce those subjects that they're just not going to get necessarily in school, whether it's because parents don't want the school to introduce the subject or the teachers just don't have the kids long enough to be able to have some of those discussions um, on a one-on-one base. So it's a great way to introduce those subjects. Yeah. So I think that was a, a terrific answer because with my books and we talked about safety, sometimes I 
I guess I wrote, I, I've written these books because I wanted to open up dialogue between the parent and the mm-hmm. child because subjects are different. Yes. And they ask the darndest things. Oh, yes. <laughs> and my books opens that discussion about safety, about fire, about stranger danger, right. all these things that we teach them. Sometimes parents don't know how to start that discussion, including in school. Correct. Informal learning, when they ask those questions, you could say, hey, let's read this book. Exactly. Let's talk. Right. You know, and I understand that sometimes you could be very busy. Right. And um, you just, you, you, you just, your day, you just don't have enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. So do you think informal learning should be something that is intentional, meaning it should be like routine. It, it should be a part of, a, of of everyday lifestyle because, like I said, when the kids ask a question, mm-hmm. you have to have an answer. Yes. So you think it should be, even though you're busy, it's something key that's that should be a part of your routine day to day. Absolutely. And just because something is informal and casual doesn't mean it it doesn't need to be intentional it has to be intentional we are our attention span has increasingly increasingly become uh, a commodity right so we live in a world where um, technology has offered more and more ways for things to reach us and grab at our attention so if you don't Mm -hmm. if you don't schedule those times where you just explore things in a fun way with your child, um, it's not going to happen. And so you got to schedule it or again, it may never happen. And it, 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 you know, it may feel awkward at the beginning, feeling like I need to schedule a time where we can be like free to discuss things, but it's just to build a habit. Once it becomes a habit, then, you know, it, 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 you may not feel the need to to schedule it uh, because it'll happen naturally. And again, our our kids are always learning something informally because we don't live in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't live in a vacuum or on a neutral ground that waits for us to, you know, instill things in them, you know, and, and, and you know, so it's something is being instilled in your child all the time, right? So the informal learning is happening. It's either being led by you or something else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. scheduling it allows you as a parent to be able to like getting on what is my child, uh, you know, catching. I remember hearing the phrase, there's more that is caught than is taught, right? So our kids are, you know, they're always learning something. So scheduling it gives you the opportunity as a parent to be able to getting on what is my child learning from the world around them and how can I guide them through what they're learning? So it's, it's got to be scheduled. That makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Mm-hmm. Barrett, did you sit up? Because we're here a little bit more with us about you, your passion, your mission, your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can people find you? Okay, so I am, um, you can find me at The Parent Learns on Instagram. And I like to share like parenting lessons learned and, you know, uh, tips and, you know, tricks that I've encountered in terms of teaching our children. Um, so, and I love, I have a passion for, you know, learning and then on learning things that we need to learn as parents, you know, so that we can teach our kids as well. So you, at the parent learns, you'll see that I, I share a lot of things that I, you know, do with my child at home that seem to work. And I, and I figured sharing is caring. Uh, so it might help someone else out there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. That, mm-hmm. that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. Okay. I, so I, 
Last two things or one or two things yeah. mm-hmm. that you can share with parents. We love to have a takeaway, something just really quick that mm-hmm. people can apply to the next week, mm-hmm. hopefully something bite-sized. So what can parents and teachers do to incorporate or encourage informal learning opportunities? Yeah. So what I'll say is, um, again, scheduling the time. And again, it doesn't have to be every day. You could do. You could decide to do it one hour a day or one hour every other week. It doesn't matter as long as you are consistent with it. So start small. Start with what you know, right? So keep it simple. Schedule time, uh, and and don't don't surprise your kids with this because they may they may it, they may feel awkward, you know. <laughs> so you want to tell your child or your students, hey, here's a new habit that I want us to develop. So I'm giving you a heads up that every so often, you know, we're gonna just spend some time just exploring questions together right so do that and then find out what the kids are interested in so schedule a time let the kids Mm. know hey we're going to develop a new habit right and um, schedule a time for it find out the the kids interests and if they don't have an interest yet you pick topics to start with then gather the resources that you need to to explore that topic and then meet with the kids and then discuss the topic and then just repeat it and be consistent with it. And then schedule breaks in between, you know? Okay. So make it like a, a little routine, you know? Find out the kids' interest, let them know we're developing a new habit, schedule a time, just start simple and small and then just be consistent with it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That sounds doable. Well, think- yeah, <laughs> uh, hope so. <laughs> for being a guest because you, Informal learning, I I have so many takeaways from that. So thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to share as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Head over to msquarebooks.com where you can find all the latest books and hear about upcoming events like live readings. See you next time.